Live from New York, it's Ask This Engineer. Hey everybody and welcome to a summer evening of Ask An Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, here at the Adafruit factory. This is a real factory. We do all the testing, designing, manufacturing, kitting, shipping, support, and coating of the electronic goodies that you love to make your summer shine. Uh, with me is Mr. Lady Ada on camera control. And you've got an exciting jam-packed show for you tonight. We do, uh, we get a lot going on. An hour's maybe a little bit more's worth of news and uh, updates and new products and videos and guides from around the maker community. Let's kick it off. What's on tonight's show, Mr. Lady Ada? On tonight's show, the code is World Emoji Day. Oh, yeah. Because it's World Emoji Day. It's not World Emo Day. -day. <laughs> but yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's World Emo Day. What's your favorite uh, emoji? Um, well, you know, I actually, uh, just to uh, break from this for a second, yeah. I do like that, I think Apple and Google, they're updating all the emojis, so you can have any type of people together with any type of skin tones, like before you yeah, could do that. Yeah, they're doing variations and stuff. Yeah, and I also like the ones that they debuted last year, the assistive uh, ones for the folks in wheelchairs and everything. I like the idea of emojis because everyone has an, everyone should have their an emoji. Yeah. It's very special, and that's how they send. So as as long as all of those are present, so th my favorite ones are the ones that bring in more people. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so that's my favorite emoji. Okay. Anyways, I like um, ice cream. Do you like the ice cream one? <laughs> Poop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the chocolate ice cream. Yeah, one. Chocolate ice cream. Okay, so that's the code, and that supports us. Uh, Adafruit, an open source hardware company here in New York City. Um, we do things like you know vacation and paid time off for charity and paid off for voting and four hundred one ks. So um, that helps pay for stuff here. Show and tell people around the world showing and sharing their projects. Lady Ada will talk about the projects that were shared this week. Get some make code and some make code minute. People making cool things with makecode.adafruit.com and beyond. Some Python on hardware news. Get Triumph Travel, some news around the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers, current events, and more. Help Wanted, some jobs that were posted and some people that posted up their skills on the Adafruit Jobs Board, jobs.adafruit.com. 3D printing, we have a couple videos because we're catching up from a couple weeks of having guests. So you'll see a couple amazing videos from you know, Pedro. Ming York City factory footage, footage here from New York, New York. New products will answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. Go there now or during the entire show and post up your questions. Um, we answer them at the end. So if you want to hang on to them at the end, that's fine too. We have a bunch of top secret tonight. We have a trivia question where we're going to give away something. All that and more on, you guessed it. Ask an engineer. Ask an engineer. Okay. All right. Kicking so, it. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's kick pay it some bills. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, could you bring me some coffee? Ooh, like hot boiling coffee. Hot, yeah. All right. So yeah, how many people remember like Joe Sparks and Flash and Shockwave? 
Well, besides what, me. what we determined Anyways. today is almost nobody remembers Land Shark. Nope. Tragic. So, um, freebies. We have freebies. We're going to have more freebies soon, but these are the ones we currently have. So, I want to talk about these. We'll talk about these freebies. At $99 or more, you get a free half size Promoto breadboard. That's the white rectangular thing over there. It's about the same size and shape as your solderless breadboard you use every day, but now you can solder to it. So, after you've built your project, you want to make it permanent, solder it onto this handy Promoto. Uh, and that is uh, free with any order over $99. People love these for projects. Um, $149 or more, you get a free uh, sew on or iron on badge. We have a collection of a couple, 20 or 30 different badges. If you make an account, we'll send you a different one each time. If not, you'll get a random selection. Um, these are all the badges that you wish you had as a kid, uh, like LEDs and Bitcoin and, and robotics and Tesla coils. Uh, and you get one free with each order, so you can sew it or iron it onto your uh, denim jacket, you know, for when you're hanging out in the summer at, like, the pit. And then uh, one nine more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. That's high-quality, trackable shipping, all insured, and you'll actually get it. And that's, uh, again, in the continental 48 states. And then two ninety nine or more, you'll get a free Circuit Playground Express. Our all-in-one development board kind of looks like this, with LED sensors, buttons, and uh, capacitive touch and all the things you need to get started on your electronic journey. You can use it with code.org CS Discovery, CircuitPython, Arduino, MakeCode, MakerBlock, Go, TV GoLang. Uh, there's like fourth for the SAMD21 as well. Um, MakerBlocks, all sorts of good stuff. It's kind of like any language, any hardware, you can get started with all the goodies built in. And those are the freebies and every level you'll get all the previous ones as well. So. Okay, and then uh, shipping. Um, speaking of shipping, UPS, that's the best way to go in the U.S. Um, postal service might take a little bit longer, but sometimes it costs less, and then DHL for international. Indeed. Same day, if you're in New York City and you check out before 11 a.m. and it's a zip code on checkout, you get your order delivered same day. The data we have at Show and Tell, we do this every single week, 7.30 p.m., Eastern time. Yep. And we had some folks show up on the show and tell what they show this week. We did. We had a couple of folks. A lot of people are on holiday, but they'll be back. But uh, we held it down. No and Pedro showed off their Neo Trellis meme box that they built this week. We'll have a video for that as well, as well as the guide. And it's an all in one uh, wave player box that runs Circuit Python. So it's kind of like a miniature all in one battery powered Neo Trellis M4, but it's only a 4x4 button. So they really love these boxes, and this one, it's they can like play little like drum machine samples. Chris Young came by and uh, talked about the guide he published uh, this week. So we'll talk about that when we go through the guides. Uh, it's how to make custom fonts for GFX. So in Arduino, if you want to make uh, font symbols that are not standard fonts, like he has one for up arrows or for carriage return or play and pause, um, and you uh, just want to add new fonts, uh, he shows how you can uh, hack bitmaps to um, hand draw whatever you custom font you want. And uh, we have a full guide on that. And he also showed off this ultimate remote that he has that kind of does a little bit of everything. And then uh, Bill Binko came by and showed off uh, a couple things. One, he's uh, making these Feather M4 diagrams in the style of uh, the Pig Hicks diagrams that we've known and loved for a while. So he's kind of trying to figure out how to make them as automated as possible to generate these diagrams, which I think is neat. And he's making a couple, and then he's going to write a guide, hopefully, on how to do it. Um, but they look great, and people do love those diagrams. But unless you have a way of making them um, that's effective, it can it you know can be very difficult. He's also using a Trinket M0 as a USB host because a coprocessor. It's a good idea. So if you want to have two USB ports on a device, 
not that common to have uh, low cost small microcontrollers with two USB ports. So instead you use uh, one device and then you kind of funnel data over UART or something. So that's what he's doing. I'm checking him here, so he has them back to back. One is USB host, one is USB client. And he also talked about the need for a new scatter switch, maybe something in machine learning, something that can look at a face and detect when somebody's winking versus blinking. Yeah, if you, if you want after you watch this, or at the same time, um, you can go see the show and tell that's now posted. Um, we talked a little bit about some of our um, thought processes as we design stuff now because we've been working with the assistive technology um, community and um, I figured I would tell Bill that story because of course he had something that's really interesting that we can probably do so um, I'll talk about this later and probably in future shows but we're doing some machine learning projects and one of the things that we've seen is assistive technology and the people who need probably something like machine learning most that's currently not the priority it's just like oh machine learning let's like you know have it like you know be like Terminator or something so we're starting out doing some things where it, there's audio feedback, there's visual feedback. Even if you're uh, hearing impaired, you'll still be able to do things with machine learning. If you're vision impaired, you'll be able to do things with machine learning um, from even the hardware having Braille on it. And uh, Bill, Bill's uh, suggestion that there's this, this uh, flash switch type thing that's an IR thing that would just see if someone's eye is open or closed. It didn't do blinks. It does if your eye is really open and really shut. So we had some ideas. And the the edge computing, um, it can kind of do a little bit of face recognition, but that's not interesting. And we definitely don't want to have things sent up on the cloud. This is for when you're not connected. Yeah. And so we think we have some ideas about how we could use that, a very low cost microcontroller that can detect just if you're blinking really hard. And that's something that Bill said they, they need in, this, in the AT community. So we have some ideas. Yeah. Anyways. And then uh, also, we showed some photos that Scott sent us. Yes, of uh, OLEDs for yeah. uh, Python. We'll chat about that also in the Python, we'll that later. Python time. Okay. Recording soon. All participants on the show and tell get an As Seen on the Show and Tell sticker. If you're a kid, just have a guardian like entity. Email us at wardadafruit.com and we'll send you out a sticker. This is part of our Adafruit live series of shows. Um, JP already said this, you probably already heard it. He's on vacation. And uh, I'm on his Instagram, so he's uh, having a good time. Here are some of the uh, files that he sent me to show for this week. These were ones from his previous show, and then we're also going to show a Make Code Minute. So this is the uh, Marble Madness in the emulator. Yep, this is the Marble game that he wrote that is uh, showing how to use the accelerometer to um, have a marble move around yeah. a maze and, and then, then watch out, avoid the holes, but get to the finish line. Yeah. And uh, here is it on the device. Uh, do a uh, little bit of make code. So if you have a device like a Circuit Playground Express, at any time you can go to makecode.adafruit.com, plug it in, and use some of the best, easiest drag-drop programming or JavaScript or static Python for creating things. That's right. Um, 
we every have week a, we do a little video about it. Yeah, too. we have we have a make code minute that has that has all this information. If you hear a bunch of extra noise tonight, by the way, it's because uh, it's pouring out. It's just it just what came down like yeah bonkers. Yeah, the, the planet's like, look, I'm just gonna wash you guys. All the water is here now. <laughs> all right. For the Make Code Minute today, what I wanted to show is in Make Code Arcade, one way to have a sprite follow the movement of another sprite. So let's play this example. I have this character, this little princess character, and you can see as I move, I've also got a little fancy effect there, this uh, guard with his sword drawn keeps getting in front of me. So you'll notice there's enough of a lag for my character to get past. Um, but this is a way you could create some puzzles uh, that involve movement between sprites. And the way that I'm doing this is in the sprite setup, I create my player sprite, I've got a trail effect, tell the player sprite to stay in screen, give it a position on screen, and I set it to the top Z depth, so it'll be on top of the other character. Then I set up the enemy sprite, and I set the enemy sprite's position to the same as the character sprite's position on X minus 16 uh, pixels, and the same as the player sprite's Y position minus 36. So that's the starting point, so they're not on top of each other. And then you can see, this is the part that matters. On game update, every five milliseconds, I check and I see if the enemy sprite X value, so horizontally, is less than the player sprite's X, then I'm going to start adding one unit to X until they become the same. And I've got that flipped for the opposite. So if the character's X is greater than the player's sprite, then I'm going to subtract one from the enemy sprite until they match. And so that's a really simple way to give yourself some uh, enemy AI behavior based on what your character is doing inside of Make Code Arcade. And so that is your Make Code Minute. Okie dokie. Here is our weekly Python on hardware. There's a lot going on. Yay, blinka blinka. Okay, so first up, this is from Matt, who sent this in. Uh, Circuit Python is being used on high altitude balloons. The team at um, the Department of Aerosmith. Uh, <laughs> Wait, Aerosmith? Aerospace. Aerospace. <laughs> I had an Aerosmith thing off to the side. The Department of Aerospace. I like it's like uh, MIT department, uh, MIT, uh, Department of Techno. No, sorry. Yeah, we yeah. did. Institute of Techno. Institute of Techno. Yeah. yeah, we did that. It's like that. So, um, anyways, the Department okay. of Aerospace Engineering at Iowa State University, um, Make to Innovate, is using Circuit Python on their high altitude balloons. So we have a blog post about this, the full video. But this is really cool. And here's the quote. This is why it's important. We had been programming it in C up until this launch, but with myself graduating next semester, along with the computer engineer on our team, we need to find a way to allow for ease of maintenance. When I found you guys had libs for the radio and GPS, we decided to try that out. The radio portion worked fantastic. So Yay. this is another good reason. Everyone likes to pit <laughs> languages against each other. We don't. But one thing when people say, well, like, what's so good about Python? It's like, well, you can maintain it easier. There's more people that can look at the code, read the code, and do stuff with the code than some other languages. That's yep. usually one of its its features. All right. It's so easy to get going and so fast, and yeah. yeah. 
Uh, all aboard, circuitpython.org update. Uh, these are the datum boards. Yeah, these are some cute SAMD21 boards on group gets. And when we saw these, we're like, wow, this is these would be perfect for adding to CircuitPython because they're SAMD21, which we support, and then they add these neat sensors. Um, but for most of these sensors, we already have drivers or drivers are being written right now. Yeah. So uh, we asked them to make um, the four different boards uh, supported, and now they are. They're up on circuitpython.org stuff download. Yeah, we'll have a guide to make this even easier, but um, right now we're up to 67 boards. Yeah. So um, if you go to circuitpython.org, uh, you can check out all of them. You can check out the Blinkist section. We have all the boards there. And then you can check out circuitpython.org slash downloads, and you can see all 67 boards, including the one that we just talked about, or the ones we just talked about. And then we're adding more all the time. You just got this one in the mail. Uh, this is a SAMD21 from a couple of various companies. It's interesting because overseas they don't seem to get the Atmel slash microchip chips that easy, but this is a Arduino Zero compatible board, which means it's Circuit Python compatible. So we'll probably be adding this to the circuitpython.org slash download yep. list soon. Um, we're going to go over this and more. This is some top secret stuff. We're going to do this at the end of the show. Um, but this is uh, some Circuit Playground Express Bluefruit testing we did. You're probably wondering how far away could you yeah. use that antenna. It turns out pretty far. We'll show that. Um, this is uh, the link to the, in, it's in the newsletter and in the description on the video. But this is the supercharger hardware, old and new, with Circuit Python, with Scott Shawcroft. So uh, Teardown, the event that Scott spoke at, is uh, posting up all the videos. And you can also check out the slides. We posted those up. 8-8-2019 is CircuitPython Day. We have a bunch of stuff going on. You'll see a lot of interesting things on that day and around that day, and we have a couple events around the world. Um, you can email us if you want and help arrange an event, CircuitPythonDay at Adafruit.com. If you're into buying a lot of books and saving a bunch of money and some of it goes to charity, there is the Humble Bundle Programmable Boards by the May Community. And this one, um, I believe... Um, I have to look on which charity you guys. So I think it might be uh, Maker Ed. I'm not sure, but uh, you get a lot of books, including ones that have Circuit Python and Python on hardware. And a good deal. Yeah, Arturo is posting up cool stuff, so I thought I would uh, uh, mention this. So uh, Arturo made this. It's like with Feather, you can have Bluetooth, you can have LoRa, you can have Wi-Fi, you can have Circuit Python, and he's currently working on. Uh, like a homemade DIY BlackBerry device, which is kind of cool. Yeah, which is Feather compatible, so you can just plug in any Feather you like. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of neat. This is a CircuitPython-powered USB hub. So this is on CrowdSupply, and you can check this out from Capable uh, Robotics. I believe that's the name of the company. And it's the update on the design and the evolution of the programmable USB hub. So it didn't start out as a like USB programmable hub, but you can see some of the thought process that went into that and more. Um, this is kind of cool. Uh, this is uh, bubble bot. a bubble bot using an Itsy Bitsy M0 and CircuitPython. And so we've made bots like this before, and we hope that it's contagious and more people make bots like this. This is from the free pew-pews that were available for everyone at uh, EuroPython. EuroPython. And uh, this is the Conway Game of Life. And you can see uh, the GitHub. I like those square uh, pixeled LEDs. Those are cool. Yeah, and you can check out the code and more. And then this one, um, this has audio. So you can see what uh, Noah was up to with Circuit Python and his uh, cool music meme device. Hey, so you might remember this audio sample. <laughs> 
So we cut it up and diced it so that instead of we're playing the vocals, we're playing the stuff in between. So it's more of a drum kit. So I'm going to play them back gradually and, and kind of play it back a little bit differently. So let's do this. Okay, next up, this is pocket chip press Grand Central outputting the distance it measures in CircuitPython. This is um, one, a gorgeous photo, and two, it's kind of cool. It's a classic MIDI featherwing board, supports DIN 5 and 3.5 millimeter type B jacks, tested with CircuitPython 410 Beta 1. This is a NYC computer science for all name tag written in CircuitPython using the Moo code editor and made with an Adafruit Feather M0 Bluetooth LE and Adafruit Tricolor E-Ink E-Paper display. That's nice. Feathering. Yeah, that's cool. Next up, you can read all about um, easily loading device tree overlays. Um, the, normally you don't hear those words all in the same sentence. Easy? Yeah, so <laughs> the giant board is ability to load uh, device tree overlays at boot time, and you can check out this article on CrowdSupply. Um, we also have another newsletter that we started, so if you want to check out the latest IoT Monthly, um, we have a mid-century modern weather station, Raspberry Pi 4 stuff, and more. Um, there was a big old article, and uh, we linked to the PDF so you don't have to register. I think this works still. Um, it's Python's Eating the World, and it's a really neat uh, feature story about this hobby project that became one of the most popular languages in the world. On the planet. Yeah, this is uh, Python for SparkFun's Quick Connect system. It's a new package that's available that incorporates all the quick modules capable of Python. You can also check out all the work that's been going on to get CircuitPython work with Quick. Uh, this is kind of cool. This is a wedding gift, and it was uh, made with uh, Python on hardware. Uh, MicroPython turned out to be the easy way to work with this. Uh, they used ESP32, flashed away with MicroPython, and they were able to get it up and running. Carol just had a talk. Carol Willing is uh, probably one of our favorite people. She has an always open for learning and discovery. A little bit about Adafruit in it, and also Jupyter Notebooks and that entire community that does a lot of cool work in the science Python world. Um, this is uh, a screenshot from Nicholas's talk about Moo. Uh, Moo has a lot of new things, including uh, this cool uh, web mode now that you can use Flask in it. So check that out, and also check out Nicholas's talk so you can see this specific new feature in the Moo alpha. Katni is going to be doing a keynote pretty soon. So if you are in Columbus, Ohio, July 27th, 28th, Katni will be keynoting. So Pi Ohio is a nonprofit annual Python community conference. Check out what Katni's doing there very soon. And that's everything. Happy summer. Happy summer. From Blinka. Blinka. Oh, how is she paddling there? What? Well, don't ask, okay? Maybe with her tongue. The motor. Okay. <laughs> Next up, uh, time travel. Look around in the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers. So we're going to play a couple videos and do some news for this. So we've been doing some machine learning stuff. Um, yeah, you're playing with some tools. Yeah, we've been playing with some tools. So the first tool that I was playing around with is called Runway ML. You can get it from runwayml.com, and it's a, I guess, it's like for artists, but it's also, it's just an easier, better way to mess around with some of these machine learning things. So I was, easy, I was able to quickly um, do the recognition stuff. This only takes a little while to set up on, like, Raspberry Pi or a 
NVIDIA Jetson, but I was able to do it um, really fast. And uh, we're going to be talking to these folks because it's a it's a way to try out these models to see what they do really quick and not necessarily have to wait like a day <laughs> for the training to happen, which, uh, which is kind of where we're at right now with stuff. So we have um, a machine learning series that we're doing on Mondays. This one is about TensorFlow Lite. And we, uh, in honor of the code and today, I don't know if you know, but World, it's World Emoji Day. World Emoji Day. Um, we have one where if you say cat, it says shows a picture of a cat, dog, dog. And uh, the video will uh, explain it all. Take it away, us, from last night. Okay, Lady Data, it's not Machine Learning Monday. It's TensorFlow Tuesday. It's TensorFlow Tuesday. All right, so we have another update in our machine learning. Mm -hmm. This is our device. It's running TensorFlow Lite. And uh, you have a new new demo. That's right. So I've made a couple updates to my JSON demo that we recorded yesterday. So now it's still loading TensorFlow Lite models from a disk. So we this plugged is, it in. Yeah, this is the drive. This is the, the actual it's microcontroller. Called, yeah, it's called No Name. And, oh, uh, I didn't name it. Yeah. But it has the configuration yeah, JSON file. And I've added two more JSON entries, cat image and dog image. And these match the category labels so that when it detects the word cat or dog, it'll display those bitmaps. So when we say cat, it's going to show a picture of a cat. And when we say dog, it's going to show a picture of a dog. Yeah. I have not seen a machine learning demo like this at all. And if you look on no name, you'll see those bitmap files are on the file system. Hey, look, they're here. They're right boop, there. Boop, boop, boop. Okay. So it's loading everything. Again, Zell Dynamics, we can change the images. We can make them videos. We can make them So GIFs. if we make a, an audio machine learning model that's like up, we could just put a graphic for up. If we make one for Marvin, there's Marvin in there. The Android, yeah. Yeah, Sheila can do Sheila. Whatever can do, you want. Can do the number one or zero or wow. So these are yeah. all words. So we programmed in the cat and dog model today. But right now it's all about cat and dog. Cat, cat and dog. And dog. We did yes and no, up and down. Okay. Cat and dog. So let's do his demo. All right. So okay, so we've got our Pi Gamer here, and I've updated it so now it tells you what TF Lite model it's using and the file name. So it's cat dog, and it gives you some instructions. So let's try it out, uh, and I'm we'll be using this microphone that's wired up to the Pi Gamer. Cat. Dog. All, All right. right, another uh, successful demo. Cats and dogs living together. Doing machine learning. Yeah, and uh, all of that is configurable here. You can see that we're going to be adding some more stuff, other models, and this is our machine learning demo, cat and dog, world premiere. TensorFlow Tuesday. Cat and dogs <laughs> getting along. It can work out. We can come together, everybody. All right, more models coming this Okay, next up in some news, um, 13,000 thanks. Thank you, everyone in Discord. We now have 13,000 humans in Discord. We also have 12 booths. So um, people who uh, pay a membership on Discord, they can award us a boost? boost, and we have 12 right now. How many boosts do we need? Well, the next level is 20. But the, this okay. level that we got past, um, it gave us 256k quality audio, which is really helpful for our community chats. Yes. Um, so I don't know if we're going to get to 50. I think that's pretty hard. But, but it's um, free. I mean, up to 12. You, you get the boosts when you make an account, right? No, I think, yeah, I think it's... I think there's a whole sorts of ways. I don't, well, I don't if know. If you all have boosts and yeah. you want I know for sure I had a boost and I was able to give it to the server. I don't know how I got it, though. Yeah. yeah. All right, so thank you, everybody. Maybe making a server gives you a boost. I don't know. All right, well, boost welcome. Yeah. Uh, and then help wanted. This is uh, from jobs.adafruit.com. If you're uh, someone who knows PHP and you want to live and work in New York City, 
Um, email us at apply at adafruit.com. Also, fabrication for installation artwork. This is in New York City. This is a contract gig. And then someone's looking for a freelance part-time Arduino IDE Python. This is in Austria. I think it is uh, freelance. Uh, next up, uh, we posted briefly about this, some uh, news about Make Magazine. So Make yes. Magazine, it was in the news previous. They were shutting it down. They were looking for a buyer. They were looking for ways to continue forward. So makershed.com. Um, last I checked, it says currently unavailable. So I believe the Maker Shed's going away. And then on TechCrunch and on Hackaday, they covered the uh, Make Community event that was in Oakland. So Dale, the I, I, guess, I guess the former CEO of Make and now the new CEO of Make Community, yeah. um, they announced that they're calling this the new entity Make Community. So it's going to be on Make.co. And some people got confused because they're like, oh, if you go there, it has membership details, and it looks like this new Make Community effort is going to be that. Yeah. I've been a member for two years. Of, this isn't new. Of Make.co. Yeah, just so I just wanted to put my membership stuff up there just so no one's confused. Y you could have been a member at Make Co. for the last couple of years. I believe this is different. I have an email out to Dale uh, for comment, so when he's ready to say, like, what this new entity is, yeah. Make Community, um, I'm going to post it up. Uh, it's hard for me to write about this stuff because I worked at Make and I also started Hackaday. And then, of course, I work here at Adafruit with you. So it's like a little inside baseball stuff. Yeah. But generally speaking, like right now, when I see news that happens, I'm going to put it on the blog. I'm kind of going to keep my opinion out of it because we were asked by outside entities to like, oh, could you take over Make? And then like you would run Make, but like it would be good for your business. But like we would ship the magazine, like all sorts of craziness came out of the woodwork yeah. when Make was when it announced. And so we're going to really focus on Adafruit stuff. And uh, if anyone at this new Make entity uh, wants our advice on like how to run a business, we'll do that. But we're really, really not, we're really not going to run a print magazine. We're yeah. not interested. Not running. We're not interested in running giant events. Nope. We're going to focus on doing open source hardware. What would you best? Yeah. So, anyways, so that's 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 going to be my role as like writer on the blog. It's just like whatever's going on with Make, I'm just going to cover it. Like here it is. Which is what you've always done. This is, well, no, sometimes I weigh in with opinions. But I think it's hard to weigh in with opinions when you're so close to stuff and you know everyone involved. Yeah. It just doesn't work out. Yeah. yeah just the facts. Just the facts. Check okay. the facts, ma'am. So um, next up, um, let's see where we're at in this long, long list of things. Um, we have some uh, open source hardware news. Yes. So first up. First up. Next year is the 10-year ten ten year anniversary calendars. of the Open Source Hardware Summit. And it's also the 20th anniversary of the Keyhole logo that went on to become the gear logo. I love this collection of all these logos. Yes, it is my collection of logos that I really like. Okay. Um, other open source hardware news, Bunny, we all know who Bunny is, but if you don't, I'll tell you. Bunny is probably one of the most talented open source pioneer engineers out there besides uh, Our Lady Ada. And in Bunny news, if you're near Detroit, the Henry Ford Museum has an exhibit featuring Steve Wozniak's Blue Box and the Xbox Bunny Hacked. The Break, Repair, Repeat, Spontaneous and Improved Design Exhibit runs until September 15th of 2000. The Henry Ford Museum, whatever you may think of Henry Ford personally, the museum <laughs> is really good. Yeah. Uh, so you should go attend the museum. I don't even think, I think it's even a free museum. And it's got great industrial American history yeah. and technological history. You know, speaking of emojis, <laughs> what? The, the code is uh, Emoji Day. You're going to watch how I bring this together real quick. I don't even want to know. Yeah. 
So here's the thing. So it was revealed today that Ford hired a marketing agency to make a um, pickup truck emoji, and they were able to sneak it in. Damn. And so normally you're not allowed to. Taco Bell tried to get a taco, and they're like, no, it's Taco there Bell. There is a Taco Bell. But it's not from Taco Bell. But why, why it looks because, like a taco, though? But it's, but it's not from Taco Bell. See, this is the thing. Companies, brands, want to get their, their, their thing in. Yeah. And so it looks like Ford... They got. They worked with someone else to sneak this into this like you know consortium. Yeah. So you'll see. You'll see this. It'll. This is going to be news. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. So you just talked about Ford, and now yeah. Anyways. Nazis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keep moving. All right. So here is our guides. We have one thousand nine hundred and twenty-four. What's on the big board this Not week, Lady? Not free, though. <laughs> okay, we got uh, some sweet guides. Uh, all right, starting off from the top left, we got the Pi Portal Trivia Time. From the open trivia database, this is from Isaac Walsh. This is a really cool guide. So there's an API online for open trivia database, which has like thousands of quiz questions and like four answers where one of them is correct, but the other three are like really close. And so you can make an awesome um, trivia game that's IoT connected, and so it gets a different question every time. And there's a countdowns. It will display the text. Um, you have 10 seconds to, you know, buzzer in, and then whoever buzzers in, uh, it tells, it says, you'll play one buzzer in, you have five seconds to answer, and then it'll display the correct answer, and then you, you, it's infinite. There's, like, infinite questions, so you can, it's a trivia pursuit, but forever, and it's a fun project uh, you can build, and no soldering required. Um, I wrote a quick guide, which is mostly just my notes on how to train new TensorFlow Lite micro-speech models. So if you've experimented with the TensorFlow Lite experimental micro uh, controller um, uh, setup we, that we've done in Arduino or if you're using it with the STM32 or the um, Artemis or I think the SAMD21 also supports a couple chips or the STM32 F103 or whatever. Um, the model comes with a yes-no speech recognition model and there's like 20 words in the data set that you can uh, use to train your own micro model from. And how to do that is actually like non-trivial. So I wrote a guide taking you step by step um, on how to set up a Docker uh, instance and then uh, compile TensorFlow and then train models, extract them, freeze them, get the file and then convert them. So mostly for notes for me, but you may also find it useful if you're experimenting with TensorFlow Lite. In the late 90s, were you listening to goth music, doing Linux in a computer room all by yourself? This guide's for you. That's like last night for me too. Yeah. So it's okay. like, are you still listening to goth '90s yeah. music? Uh, then this yeah, guide's for then you. This guide's for you. Okay, so, next up. Frontline assembly all the way. Okay, next up, Neotrellis soundboard. This is the guide from Knowing Pedro. Uh, it's a four x four LED grid with NeoPixels, and it has the sound generation built into it with Circuit Python and the Feather M4 and um, the PropMaker wing, which adds accelerometer and the RGB LED. There's an on-off switch. So check out. Um, the guide, because uh, it's really fun. It's like you can make a little mini drum machine, basically. And they've kind of taken this project and made it better and better every iteration. And this is the latest iteration, and it's like kind of the best, most colorful. Um, from David Stiles, this is a kind of a surprisingly uh, good guide for the, uh, the little amount of code necessary to do it. Just sounds weird, but like usually it isn't that simple to do something this good. Uh, but he found an excellent way of talking to the Twitter API and you actually get a bearer token, a bearer certificate uh, from authentication through OAuth, and uh, he shows step-by-step -step how to do it, that you can then uh, display tweets from any, or anything from Twitter using the API on a Pi portal or anything from CircuitPython. 
And uh, it's really handy. So in this demo, it's, it's showing wisdom from like code wisdom. Um, but it'll refresh every hour, but you can make it display tweets from us or any tweets that mention a word. You could have it maybe ding a message when a new message, uh, new tweet appears, et cetera. So I think this one's gonna be built upon and, and a lot more new projects uh, made from it. But Chris Young's guide we mentioned earlier how to create custom symbol fonts for the Adafruit GFX library. Um, so that's neat because you can, you can see he has the Bluetooth symbol and up, down arrows, press play, pause, rewind, fast forward. So empower so these, for this custom remote. So he's been doing multiple step-by-step -step mini guides as he shows how he built this remote. You got the PyPorter calculator using Display.io UI elements. It's kind of a guide on how to use Display.io, but also you want to make a calculator. Using buttons and CircuitPython, you can make uh, this lovely um, calculator device. And uh, yeah, there's buttons and then there's text and it has inputs and outputs. So if you're curious on how to use Display.io with CircuitPython, it's a very powerful um, display methodology. Um, that lets you have objects, you can move them around and they can overlap and you know, it's, it's more object oriented than the Arduino like plain, you write the buffer and you're done style. Um, but it means you can make uh, really lovely user interfaces. Got the Pi Gamer Marble Labyrinth uh, from MakeCode Arcade. So we want to do one uh, MakeCode Arcade project that has um, the accelerometer being used. So this one, this is really tough. It's a game where you control a marble through this maze, just like those labyrinths that I had when I was, when I was a kid, uh, but this time using the accelerometer on a circuit, uh, a uh, Pi game or a Pi badge. And then we've got the Pi Portal Halloween Countdown from David Stells. It's time. It's 100-ish days until Halloween. I know you're all excited. Celebrate with a bunch of graphics that change out every minute or hour or so. Uh, and a countdown, so based on our Pi Portal countdowns that we've done before, but just Halloween themed. And then uh, the simple vertical word clock, I think that was also this week. Um, yeah. This is inspired from a tweet that we saw. Somebody was making word clocks and, and then I don't remember their name, but they replied and said, oh, I made this really cool vertical word clock. And we're like, that's a neat idea. It's just laser cut pieces with edge lighting using a NeoPixel. So it's kind of like a linear clock and you just read the words down. It's, it looks really good. Um, the picture doesn't do it justice. It, like the edge lighting light, highlights just the words. And it uses CircuitPython and our uh, precision real-time clock feather wing so that it like will keep perfect time for like 10 years. Yeah. And then we got some other guides from last week as well. See, it's possible to be inspired by a tweet to make and share something. It's just rare. We should like frame that tweet and just all gather around it and say, look, the only good twi tweet. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm done with that. Um, more guides ahead. More guides are coming. Some came in, came in while we're doing the show, so we'll get those yeah. out into the learning system. Okay, we have some main New York City factory footage. Take it away, factory.
And it would not be a main York City round of factory footage without a sunset or sunrise outside where the pick and places wake up or fall asleep to. Okay, uh, for 3D printing, we have a couple videos this week, um, all together three, because um, we had one week where there was a guest and then we just pushed to the other uh, week. So we have the meme box, and meme then, box. We, then we have the rainbow 3D printing, and then we're going to jump right into the uh, iPad case speed up okay so if you love 3d printing buckle up yeah three videos for 3d printing okay hey folks in this project we're making a soundboard with adafruit's neo trellis this lets you trigger audio files so you can play it like a musical instrument each button can have different sounds so you can build your own sample kit All of the electronics are housed in our 3D printed enclosure and the top and bottom covers snap fit so it's easy to put together. We designed it to be a portable compact device and it's open source. In a previous build, we used several boards to make a similar project. For this one, we can use Adafruit's Feather and PropMaker Featherwing. Get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. You can download the kit and 3D print the files. Check out the learn guide for documentation. You can follow along step-by-step step to wire the electronics and build the assembly. The software is written in Adafruit CircuitPython, so it's easy to program the hardware. We set up the REPL to print the file names and NeoPixel colors. This way we can verify the button mapping or catch any errors. The feather shows up as a USB drive, so you can edit the code directly on the device. All of the files live on the drive, so it's easy to change the code on any computer. You can shake the device to shuffle the audio. Pressing the button on the side will reset the arrangement. We think it's a fun demo of what you can do with the accelerometer. Thanks so much for watching. Be sure to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit.
my jam. This is also my jam. Hey what's up folks, in this project we'll show you how to get iridescent effects on 3D printed parts. You can get shiny rainbow like surfaces on the bottom of your 3D prints by printing on a special sheet. In direct sunlight, reflections look iridescent with rainbow like patterns. We think this works great for project enclosures, cases and faceplates. These are diffraction grading sheets and they're mostly used in optics. This film can have different numbers of lines per millimeter and this actually splits light into separate beams of color. This stuff has tons of applications from creating laser light shows to making spectrometers. So you can get a roll of this stuff online and use it for making DIY arts and crafts. In our tests, we're using the double axis diffraction grading sheets. The single axis sheets did not capture any of the texture. We suggest using the double axis sheets with at least 10,000 lines per inch. The fastest way to test different filaments is to print directly on the film with a 3D printing pen. This also gives a good indicator for printing on the correct side of the sheet. We tested ABS, PLA and NinjaFlex 85A. We used blue painter's tape to adhere the sheet to our glass bed. Strips along the edges will keep it in place while printing. We suggest using a window squeegee to knock out any air bubbles. You may need to re-level. The glass bed here was heated to 60C. When printing, the texture of the diffraction grating is captured in the first layer. Printing on a non-heated bed with blue painter's tape works nicely. NinjaFlex filament requires bed leveling to adhere to the sheets. You'll need to be cautious if the nozzle is too close, the film will fuse to the part. Once the parts are cooled down, they're easily removed. So you can get different surface finishes by printing on different types of material. Powder coated PEI leaves a coarse looking texture with a matte finish. Blue tape gives that matte finish with a leather like texture. Heated glass bed offers that shiny reflective surface that looks and feels glossy. Diffraction grading sheets gives a mix of a matte finish with glossy reflections. For more info and details, be sure to check out our learn guide. Links are in the description. How would you use this technique in your projects? You can let us know by attending Adafruit Show and Tell livestream on Wednesdays. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit.
So if you want to learn how to make all these things and more, tune in every Wednesday to 3D Hangouts with Don Pedro. And yeah, um, one of the coolest things about the rainbow video was the diffraction grating is removed after the printing. It's just a neat technique. Super duper cool. Okay, don't forget the code is uh, World Emoji Day. Love your emojis. And uh, we're gonna do this uh, other thing now. Yep. New, 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 new. Okay, we have a couple coming soon. Yes. We're gonna get those out of the way and then we're gonna show what you can actually buy right now. Okay. <laughs> You can sign up for this, which is a little pack that we made for TensorFlow Lite uh, Micro Edition Experimentation. So yeah. we thought people would want something that's battery powered, to give a microphone that is display. So it's an all-in-one kit. There's a little bit of soldering required. You have to attach the headers onto the yeah. microphone and such. But uh, once you build it, you can follow along with all of our cool videos and guides on using TensorFlow Lite. Maybe I'll even show a demo right now showing one of the cool things you can build with it. All right. Which is our, so you would, you have it battery powered, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Machine learning on the edge. Yes, machine learning. So it can, uh, you can have little videos play. This is just one of the demos that we ship with our library. And then um, we like having the instructions on the display. And then for example, I can see if it detects yes or no. Yes. And no. Yes Yay. or no. Yes or no model is pretty nice, and that's just kind of the default one. But you can take it from there. So this is just some basic speech recognition. But um, as more development occurs in TensorFlow Lite, especially for microcontrollers, uh, this will be a good platform because it has the buttons, the display. Um, you can plug in more stuff here. You can plug in stuff into the feather wings. So it's kind of a full. It's a nice full-featured uh, dev kit. At so. this time, it's the only TensorFlow Lite conference badge functional machine learning audio graphic device. Looking forward to more. Yep. Okay. And Next up. Okay. Um, this is super early, coming soon. But if people want to sign up to get notified. Um, we're starting the design of our Circuit Playground Bluefruit Edition. So this is yeah. kind of the first version I whipped up together. It's going to be a while, so sign up. We're going to play a video later about uh, us testing the range. Yeah, you're Work probably out. wondering, like, what's the range like with that? Because, you know, the antenna is kind of small in the middle. We'll get Turns to out it. the range actually is pretty good. We'll show you a video where we try it out with an iPad. Okay, this is available right now. This is a handheld sticker kit uh, designed by you and uh, Bruce Yan. It features every handheld that was made that we could figure out uh, between uh, 1979 with the Milton Bradley Microvision. These are all um, removable vinyl stickers, so you can decorate your electronics with them. And of course, the uh, famous uh, Nintendo Game Boy. So you can move this sticker and you can um, stick this onto your game or your laptop or your notebook or whatever. And uh, pick which ones that you had, the Atari Lynx or the, the Bandai Wonderswan or yeah. the Sony PSP or the Nintendo Game Boy I Advance. A, I want to be a Wonderswan. Nokia N-Gage. The N-Gage, look at this, like, yeah. nutty device. Or the Sega Nomad, which was huge. Or like the Mega Duck Cougar Boy. So we always had people from the community say, like, what handhelds did they have? Some of these I didn't even know about, like the Watara Supervision. The, the Mega Duck Cougar Boy? Or the Mega Duck Cougar Boy. 
which is pretty cool. I think we made that one up. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so there's uh, the game park, which I do remember the game park. So um, it's like, it looks like there's almost like 50 stickers total. And uh, you can uh, pick up this kit and then pull and peel away your favorite handheld retro gamer stickers. Um, this is a little spring antenna, very handy. It's just a copper coil, but it's uh, coiled just right to be a nice 900 megahertz antenna. It's low cost and you solder it onto any of our LoRa or RFM69 boards that run at around 900 megahertz. It's, you know, plus or minus a little bit, so you can use it with 868 up to 915. And uh, you can see just, you can solder it onto the end there. Um, and uh, it's compact, it's, it's uh, pretty sturdy and it gives you good range without having to have a long wire or like a big chunky antenna. So it's a kind of nice in between thing. And it's also like a buck. So that's pretty nice too. Uh, from Slice, I've been using these tools and I actually use them on a day-to-day -day basis. So I thought it would be good to maybe stock them because I like them. These are ceramic blade cutters. So this is a um, box cutter with a ceramic blade. We also have it in kind of like X-Acto knife style um, craft knife style, so it's, you know, if you've used craft knives before, it works just like those normal craft knives. It's incredibly sharp and um, very fast to cut with, but because it has a ceramic blade, first off, it doesn't dull as easily, we found. I am still using it. It's not good for cutting um, some material, but for cardboard and crafting and fabric, it works quite well. And uh, it's safer than a metal blade. It's really hard to cut yourself. Now, I don't want to tell people you can't because someone's going to be like, look, I cut myself with it because I tried really hard. You can cut yourself if you really want, but it's much, much more difficult because it doesn't have that sharp metal edge. It's ceramic. And this one has a retractable blade. So I'll show it yeah. on the overhead. Just by the way, hey, logo designers over at Slice, nice job. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good logo. It's nice. Nice logo. So I'll show them all on the overhead. But I like these, and I think if you're going to be doing cardboard crafting or cardboard robotics, which we did, you know, last year a lot with Cricut, um, then this is a really nice way of letting younger people, um, or even just people like me who are, who are older but clumsy, um, the, the retractable blade, and yeah, it's, it's ceramic. It's, it's, it's sharp for cardboard and paper. Like, it cuts very cleanly and easily, but it's, it's not going to easily cut you. Again, if you really try, you, you won't hurt yourself, so don't try. But it's uh, much better, in my opinion, than um, a metal blade. And uh, you get good control over it. You can do interesting shapes. And then this version is, okay, this is kind of my favorite one for box cutting because it's, uh, it's got a nice long blade and it retracts, but it's got a, a good handle. So between these two, these were my favorites of the uh, slice tools and uh, they're not too expensive and I think a, a good investment when you don't want to cut yourself back in. Okay, we have wireframe magazine and if you like wireframe or if you just like magazines or if you just like Adafruit or if you just like the pie badge, um, there's an article about it. Yep, so this is... There's other articles I think, but this is the one I was most <laughs> interested in. This is uh, wireframe magazine and this is the, not the current edition, this is the previous edition. Um, but they're all very good and, and very, you know, they're not time sensitive. You'll, you'll learn trips, tricks and tips uh, for game writing uh, from now for the next couple of years easily. And uh, so this one is the Dance of Death. And yes, it features the Pie Gamer, but also has a bunch of other um, cool uh, articles. 
um, with gaming news, how to write games, um, how games have been written. Um, I think it's kind of like historical, like game, like it's like a yeah, it's one of the best game game, gaming magazines already. So good work, yeah. Raspberry Pi Foundation. Like how games are written. So they, they talk to, you know, game writers. And what I like is that, you know, it's interspersed with like, here's code. Like how to actually write code, how to pick your palettes. But then also like the concepts behind games. Like how do you, how you think about games. So, you know, everyone loves playing games. Um, whether you're, you know, writing them, playing them, modifying them. I mean, Mario Maker just came out and that's a game that you write games in. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of neat uh, to see in this magazine. Oh, cool. We've got the uh, original meme yeah. graphics um, for old, like, 8-bit games and stuff. So, uh, right. pick it up. Wireframe. Next up. All right, we've got the uh, particle shield for from Seed for Grove, but it's kind of like, it's named that because it's Look, designed for particle, but it's actually a feather wing. I'm just going to say it. Seed made a feather wing. It's a feather wing. Seed made a feather wing. Feather... Feather takes flight at seed. This is cool. Yes. It's, uh, it's got the particle logo. It, it was commissioned by particle, but you can plug any feather wing into it, uh, yeah. feather feather wing into it. We and you, want to see more feather wings in the world. Thank you for making this. Yes. And you get uh, globe connectors for the UART, for I2C, for the analog pins and digital pins. The only thing I'll note is if you're not using a particle, the digital pins may be named differently on your feather, so you'll just have to like correspond them. But the analog pins, the I2C, and the UART can be the same, and it's solder-free. And you can, of course, plug in your feather and plug in any of the hundreds of Grove connectors that uh, Seed has That's made. That's right. Next up. Last up, star of our show is this beautiful 2.0-inch IPS 320 by 240 display. I like this because we've had 1.8-inch displays that are lower res, 2.2-inch that are a little higher res, and then finally we have um, a 2.0-inch, which is like right in the middle, not too hot, not too cold, not too spicy, not too mild. Uh, IPS display, it looks really good, and it's because it's IPS, it looks good from um, multiple angles, which is something that you get with IPS. So a lot of times displays, they don't look good at angles, but this one, I mean, it's darker, but you still get a pretty clear looks vision. Good. Even even over a webcam, it looks good, but in person, it looks even better. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really beautiful display, nice and bright, and uh, it's Arduino compatible and CircuitPython compatible. And then on the back, um, there's an SD card slot, and it's level shifted. So it's just like all of our other TFT breakouts. It's ready to rock. So let's okay. put this right in. And you can see it initialize and draw. So this is slow because on a Metro 328, but uh, on a faster display, of course, it'll be nice and bright and fast. And it's using the ST7789, in case you're wondering. That's our new products. Okay. Recap time. Recap. We've got coming soon uh, the TensorFlow Lite Micro Kit with Pi Badge and a microphone so you can get started with TensorFlow Lite Micro Speech and other machine learning projects as we publish them. Also, if you're interested in signing up, coming later <laughs> is the Circuit Playground Bluefruit Edition. Add a Bluetooth Low Energy to Circuit Playground, put it in a blender. What comes out? This. Sign up. It'll look like something like this, but you can at least uh, sign up to get notified. We've got a sticker kit uh, with uh, like 50 plus stickers of all the different handhelds um, from the original you know, Game Boy up to the latest Nintendo Switch. Uh, and they're beautifully made by Bruce Yan and PT. And uh, they were in Adabox, but now you can pick them up yourself. We got this spring 
uh, antenna. It's about 900 megahertz, soldered on real easy to any of our 900 megahertz lower RFM, 90, uh, RFM 69 boards to get a nice antenna without having to cut wires or attach a chunky antenna. Uh, these slice um, knives feature a ceramic blade, so they're safer than metal blades. Um, I love them, I use them all the time, and uh, it's great for people like me who are a little clumsy. Um, I never cut myself, and uh, the ceramic blades work very well. So we've got them in box cutter, craft knife, and retractable knife styles. Wireframe magazine uh, covers everything you need to know about gaming. This is a couple issues ago, but we have um, 50 or so of them if you'd like to pick one up. It features the pie badge. Seed Featherwing. The Featherwing for Grove devices uh, from Seed is designed for the particle mesh network uh, series of feathers, but you can use it with any feathers. It's feather compatible, and then you can connect any of the, your favorite Grove sensors and devices. And finally, this beautiful 2.0 inch uh, 240 by 320 display has a lovely backlight. It's IPS, comes with a micro SD card slot, and uh, we've got code for Arduino and CircuitPython for it. Okay. Don't forget the code is World Emoji Day, and uh, that'll be active until about 11.59 p.m. tonight, or when I remember to turn off the code. We okay. have some top secret stuff, so, um, you know, you can hang out in Discord, get your questions ready. We're going to show some top secret stuff now. First up, TinyUSB is going to support, you guessed it, WebUSB. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. We're going through TinyUSB. We've already supported... CDC, you Some are. Of you know what this is. Mass storage this devices. Is what it is. We support MIDI now. We added that very recently. Um, MIDI device support and HID support and a, a couple different types. And now finally we're into web USB. So that's cool. Okay. This is a new product coming soon. That's all I'm going to say about that. I see this, Atari. Uh, sorry, Amiga demos. This is the front of the Circuit Playground Express Bluefruit. This is the back of it. And you're probably like, well, do you have like a, a Washington Square Park to go and test it? Because that's the way I would test it. And if you don't test it that way, it's not real. It's fake. It's it's true. We do have a park. We did test it. And this is the video. So that means it's time to test Bluetooth. Um, how, how far can it go? This is our Bluetooth Circuit Playground Express yeah. beta. And uh, we're going to have me walk away while you change the colors. Yeah. And when it stops working, that's when you know. I want to see how far it can go. So, like, right now we're close. Yeah, we're so it's close. like at that, and then you can see and it changes color. Okay, so I'm going to walk. Yeah, so I'm going to put this off to the screen, off the side of the screen here. Yeah. Okay. okay. So.
Yeah, you're good. Further away than you can see in the video, but also further away than I can see. So we ran out of space. That's good. It's probably like 60, 70 yards. Okay, good work. Okay, ran out of, we ran out of park. We ran out of park, so we have to find a bigger place to yeah, test. You couldn't even see it, so that's oh, yeah. good. And if you watch the show and tell, you would have saw this time secret it's not out yet but it is terminal on an oled display of support python comes to oled so you can now use oleds as a terminal and also you can use it with all of our display io library stuff okay back in the vault back in the back vault in the everybody vault. we can't talk about you i'm not talking right. about you get, get in the get in the vault you secret products okay uh we're gonna answer questions go over to discord adafruit.it slash discord yes do 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 we're gonna answer questions and we're gonna give something away and uh, then we're gonna get out of here. I think it stopped raining, which is good. Okay, first question. Um, any chance you'll add a version of the Trinket Itsy that has castellated pinholes that would make it easier to use them as a module on custom boards, which it turns out we do a lot. This is from Bill. Um, are there any downsides to doing that? Um, yeah, that adds expense. Um, it's more expensive to add castellated pads. And also, um, it's only really useful if you're picking and placing the board. If you're not picking and placing, then you should be using headers to yeah. attach boards, especially headers and sockets, so you can then unplug them. So there's no plans for castellated pads. Okay. I think the particles have castellations, but you know, it's it just now it's sharp and pointy. Um, the holes are more likely to break, so there are some downsides to it. Okay. This one, I'm gonna jump to this one. This is from Viral Cipher. What do you recommend for getting started with IoT specifically? I would like to use a AWS, but it could be anything. Excellent question because we have that answer. So AWS is going to be really complicated. You're going to get frustrated right away. Start with Adafruit IO. It's free, and you can use anything. We play nice with all devices. Yeah. Um, other IoT services require you to have their device only, not us. But you can uh, check out all the tutorials, the entire video series, Adafruit.io. Yes. Check it out. Start with that because and the Pi Portal is a really good device. Yeah. Okay. And we have guides for using that with uh, Azure yeah. and Adafruit IO. Uh, next up. Uh, two questions with the iridescent. Can you reuse the sheets? Is there an upper limit of lines of diffraction? Um, is there a thing as too many? So I think uh, they had the, uh, the guide, they say what number. It's like 2,000 per inch or something. There's yeah. a number that's the best one. But yes, you can reuse the sheet, although eventually, you know, it Which will get damaged. Yeah. Um, I'll answer this one. The ceramic blades, uh, could they, if they break, could they shatter and leave fragments? Yes, just like all things that shatter would probably. No. Shatter though. Yeah, but uh, but I'm just gonna say if you're concerned with that. Like, I mean, so do metal blades. Yeah, anything that breaks. Like I've I've broken an exacto knife, and it wasn't just like break break. It was break break break. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, always use safety glasses whenever you're you're doing something that might cause shattering. But yeah. I've not had that issue. Um, but said yeah, like anything that's hard and sharp, if you if you shatter it, it'll shatter. Okay. Um, do you have any recommendations for a good project screen for the Raspberry Pi 3B? 
project screen? I assume they mean, they mean a screen. Oh, like the people really like the Pi TFT series. The 3.5 inch <coughs> is good. If you want something bigger, the official Raspberry Pi screen is also nice. Okay. Well, if more questions come in. Um, oh, was IR removed from CPXB? The circuit playground? Yes. Okay. You don't need it. You have Bluetooth. Yeah. Uh, how is... Okay. Let's, uh, let's do a trivia question. If okay. more questions come in, we'll do that. What are the rules? First person to call a magical phone number will win a special prize. Tonight's special prize is one of our 2.0 inch TFT breakouts, which is really cool looking. Yeah. And uh, you can use it with Arduino, Circuit Python, or whatever what you like. Um, the uh, person who's calling want to ask you your name and what you're calling from, and a project you're working on or you want to work on. You have to answer yeah. those on the phone, and you'll win. If you won something before, you can't win again. Only one winner for my lifetime. And uh, call the phone number when it is on the screen. And when I pick up the phone, I'm going to say, ahoy, ahoy. And that's how yeah. you know it's me. That was, a, that was the original greeting for phones before that's hello. We, that's, how we, that's how we do this. We came up with ahoy ahoy. So if you won before, don't call. And if uh, you didn't win, call. And you have to say your name, where you're calling from, and the project you're going to make. That's, that's the rules. All right. Correct. That's what we're doing here. And then you got the phone underneath the overhead here? Yes. Look. All right. Whoa, oh, yeah. that was fast. Okay. Ready? Okay. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Hello? Hello? Hello. Hi there. Are you trying to reach Ask Engineer? Yes. Great. Well, you won. Congratulations for calling the phone and being able to answer it. Good work. What's your name and where you're calling from? Xavier. Hi, Xavier. Pennsylvania. From Pennsylvania? Well, congratulations, yep. Xavier from Pennsylvania. You won a fabulous 2.0 inch. TFT display, wow, it's gorgeous. All you have to do to claim your prize is email support at adafruit.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at adafruit.com, and say, hey, it's Xavier from Pennsylvania, and I've won a product number 4311. Okay. All right, what's a project you're working on or you want to work on? Uh, I've been in multiple different projects right now, mostly, um, I was thinking about making different sort of um, Arduino swarm bots that may communicate over either FDI or IC squared. Sweet. I squared Z. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, we can. And I've also been trying to work on a drone. Ooh. All right. Well, sounds like you're yeah, going to take over the I world. I have everything except the framework, like the actual frame to hold everything together. Ah. All right. Well, you can 3D print something, use some metal. Sounds like a good summer project. Take over the world with your drone swarm. Well, Xavier, I uh, can't wait to be conquered by your swarm of drones. Don't forget oh, to email. I'm also Inferno for you on uh, Discord. Okay. I've tried showing my stuff. Oh, cool. All right, well, come by yeah. sometime when you can. We'd love to see it, even if it's not finished. Okay. All right, well, Bye. thank you so much for calling. Yep. All right, good night. Bye. All right, thank you, Xavier, for calling okay. and winning a fabulous product number 4311. All right. Um, we did it. That's our show for the evening. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Don't forget the code is World Emoji World Day. Emoji Day. Um, we're here every single week. Uh, next week, Pete Warden, head of TensorFlow Light TensorFlow Microcontrollers from Google, is going to be our special guest. Yeah. So we'll be talking about machine learning stuff and more. And uh, 
Special thanks to everyone that's in the Discord community, all 13,000 of you, all the helpers and all the people for community assistance, all our Adafruit remote team members, all of our Adafruit employees, and just about everybody, all people who are buying stuff, people who uh, hit like and subscribe, all of those things are really nice. Um, thank you. We'll see everybody next week. We're here. Here is your moment of Zener. Bye, folks. Bye, Stay everybody. dry.